This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. One, two, three, four. Welcome to WTS Waikato, Season 2. It's a radio show and podcast about the goings-on in our region under the new normal. I'm producer Gary Farrow. In Hamilton on May 14th, a rally for safer cycling is being held, and Sandra Jensen from GoEco is involved with it. She's also got a plethora of other interests, including the Kirikiriroa Society of Velocipede and Tweed Enthusiasts, and Glow Ride, which both also pertain to cycling. I headed down to Frankton Village to grab a coffee with Sandra. Kia ora, I'm Sandra Jensen um, and an avid cyclist because I don't drive um, at all. I'm 45 years old, I have a learner's licence, but that's about the extent of it. I think the last time I attempted to drive a vehicle may have been over a decade ago, and it's just not for me. So it's like, and I'm not a fan of public transport because it actually doesn't get me to where I need to go. So cycling is where it's at. Um, kind of only really discovered it in my late, in my adulthood though. I was never really a cyclist as a child. But um, yeah, a few years ago, my husband and I decided to start the Kirikiriroa Society of Velocipede and Tweed Enthusiasts because we're into vintage, we're into old-fashioned bikes. Um, most of my bikes are about 1930s, 40s, and tweed rides are cool. Like, they're, they're fun, it's sort of like a genteel bike ride, it's kind of, you know, civility at all costs, and then you end like either a picnic or whiskey bar. Unfortunately, oh, you know, we do have really good whiskey bars in Hamilton. Yeah. That's an idea. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it's just a, a thing we decided to start. I'd already organised a few bike rides for Hamilton Fringe um, under the free lunch guys, um, one of my characters, Foxy Ladies. So we did a Foxy Ladies frock ride because um, obviously you've got the whole frocks on bikes thing, which is across, across New Zealand and possibly across um, the world. I don't know where else it is, but there's quite a few frocks on bikes sort of initiatives around the country. And we just decided to put our own little, my own little twist on it. Um, so yeah. So would you like to explain to our listeners what velocipedes are? Velocipedes are basically, um, they are self-propelled vehicles. So they don't even necessarily have to be a cycle, a bike, well, it doesn't need to be two wheels. Uh, it could be a trike, it could be a four-wheeled bike, it could be anything that is self-propelled. Active transport. Active transport, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then what is tweed? I mean, I'm a fan of tweed. Tweed, but tweed. Well, we're getting into tweed weather, aren't we? <laughs> Tweed's great. Tweed is, oh, it's just, it's, it's warm and it's amazing fabric and it's got style. And, you know, when you when you find a vintage jacket in an op shop and you open up the, the, the lining and there's that Harris tweed little, you know, label in it and you just go, oh, it's exciting. But I mean, you know, tweeds, tweeds is a, I mean, tweed is, 
much as I hate to say, a gentleman's riding attire. So, you know, tweed rides generally you don't wear the lycra. We're not mammals. <laughs> so we're talking early 20th century sort of imagery. Uh, yeah, so I guess, I mean, there's a bit of a take from Victorian or sort of, yeah, yeah, late, well, yeah, late Victorian, so early Edwardian and going into sort of, but you know, most people tend to stick with the sort of 30s and 40s sort of styling. Because, um, you know, Oxford bags, breeches, matching waistcoats, three-piece suits, um, ladies with cycling breeches and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's, it's great. It's just, it's, it's, it's the epitome of style. Mm-hmm. So what has the Velocipede and Tweed movement entailed? What, what sort of things have you been um, involved in? Um, I guess just being cycling advocates, you know, going, hey, cycling is a really cool thing. It's not just for style or for shits and giggles. It's, you know, it's, a, it's an active mode of transport. Um, so we just try and put a bit of fun onto it. Um, so far, our, we've done a couple of tweed rides and they've been quite well received. People want more. Um, the downside being we are, like everyone else, time poor. So it's a matter of trying to find a time that we can actually do the event and then all the lead up to it. Because obviously you want enough lead up to, to promote it. But um, yeah, it was just, it was, I guess the word Velocipede gets people interested. It's always about drawing people in and going, you know, if you just go, oh, I like bikes, it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. It, it's about sort of creating something that's going to get people's brains thinking, go, oh, what is this? And then you go, oh, well, actually, it's this. And, and it's all a bit of fun. And yeah, I mean, it's not all, it's not all tweed, but we like tweed. Yeah. <laughs> we like bikes. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose, um, the uh, 20s, 30s and 40s were times where there was more choice in terms of transport. Like, you know, um, who knows what it would have looked like in Hamilton, you know, horse and carts. Um, I mean, the thing is, a lot, of, a lot of motoring companies started off either making cycles or sewing machines or small arms ammunitions, you know. People think of BSA, they think of guns, but BSA made bikes, they made fabulous bikes. Um, they even made the um, paratrooper bikes that um, during World War II, so you'd have the um, paratroopers jumping out of the airplanes with their folding bicycles. So then they'd hit the ground and then it's like, boom, they can make a quick getaway on their folding bicycles and it's amazing stuff. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like, oh my God, I'm gonna throw this dude out of the plane with his bike and it's gonna be all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, it's like people are so, the, the motoring culture is so ingrained in us and we forget that it didn't always exist and that there was a time where people still got around quite fine and dandy without um, cars. And I'm not saying I'm completely anti-cars. We have a Toyota Corolla station wagon. It can fit four bicycles in the back and three on the bike rack. So <laughs> it's a great vehicle and it's, it's hugely practical. But um, we choose as often as possible to, to cycle. Mm. Um, but you know, the, the, the period when um, motoring, motoring you know, in the 20s and 30s was still a luxury um, endeavor, you know, as people, it's like, you know, when TVs first came out, they were considered a luxury. Radios were considered a luxury, and now it's, it's so commonplace. But back then, 
it was it was something that the the nouveau riche could could only afford and so people cycled and it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing it was just that's what you did you got on this fabulous um you know hand-built steel bike um of which i've got a few still like they built them to last you know it's not a carbon fiber bike that's gonna as soon as your frame shatters it's screwed <laughs> yeah i mean that's an, that's a whole other topic isn't oh, it oh yeah <laughs> the, um, uh what is it the um planned obsolescence of society these days absolutely and i mean my my oldest bike she's she's an empire she is an average looking bicycle she's not even one of those nice curved swan frame step screws you know that just look magnificent it's just a bike but it's late 1930s it's a war economy bike an austerity bike and i i'm the second owner i bought it off the original owner um who um told us she used to ride it from the waitakere ranges into auckland to dances with those nice american boys and it's amazing that this 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 bike has just got this you know, it doesn't look like anything, but it's it's you know, it's nearly a hundred years old. It's still a functional piece of a mode of transport and it's got this amazing history, which I'm lucky to actually know because I'm I've had it a few years now and I don't think the original owner's still alive. But at that point it was like there's this little, you know, spark when we're handing it up, she's handing it over and I'm handing over the money and I feel like I'm cheating her because it's like it wasn't a huge expense but and I was just like, we're going to look after this bike. Mm. And and we got it to the point where it, it works, but we haven't just puffed it up. It's not like we're not going to go, oh, let's make it this shiny, amazing thing. It's like, no, it is what it is. Yeah, it's a working piece of equipment. It is, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what most of my bikes are. Um, yeah, I think my newest is my, my mountain bike, Scott, who's um, about late 90s so that's about the newest bike i have and it's still considered old but he he holds his own <laughs> tell him not to be intimidated by the the new bikes it's like oh so it sounds like you are very mindful of choice for yourself mm. in terms of what what ways you want to get around oh, absolutely. and you want that choice to be available to other people because we're in a society where cars are very much normalised and yeah. they are viewed as the backbone of any transport situation and stuff like uh, public transport or active transport are sort of attachments on the side which you can do if you're travelling a short distance or if you're not in a rush. Yeah. But, but, um, but cars have this this looming presence, don't they? Absolutely. I mean, it's if I go, if I bike from home to work, it's 4Ks. If I go through town, if I have a little bit more time and I can take the long way, it's about 7Ks and I take the, the rail trail, the cycle trail, which is which is really lovely. I mean, and, and it's, it's, it's a real actual joy and I feel smug cycling past queues of cars. Um, and it's great. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't at any point feel like I'm, I'm suffering for my lack of driving. Like, I don't feel disadvantaged at all. Um, I've carried vast loads on my bike. Um, I can see, despite the fact I'm not particularly enamored with e-assisted bikes, I can see the benefit of them and I think they're great. Um, cargo bikes the same, it's like, here's, this is, you know, cargo bikes can also be used as a, as a form of, as a business 
transport option. Like people don't need to load up their car when they could load up their cargo bike. Um, but yeah, it, it's I'm I'm not getting to work any slower than the people who are driving. Um, I would almost say I'm not racing them, but I am racing. <laughs> Every day's a race. If it's not, I'm racing myself or the or the transport. I'm actually racing to get to work um, in one piece, which is also a fear. I think the other day, for some reason, it was just it was one of those days, and I had about ten near misses through no fault of my own. Um, I'm a conscientious conscientious rider because I know that if I come off my bike, I'm I'm not going to bounce. And it's and it's not going to be a pretty side. But I had I had ten near misses of either someone pulling out in front of me, um, several people pulling out in front of me, people looking me straight in the eye and just still pulling out. I'm indicating. I'm in a high vis. I've got lights on. I think I was riding a bright yellow bike. Um, yeah, it's insane that that we are just considered sort of second class, really. Or it's like, oh, those 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 people <laughs> mm. so you're having to be a defensive rider mm. while the drivers just do what they want and they think that they're on another oh absolutely another plane. absolutely um that's a huge hill to climb looking looking to the future yeah i mean uh, hamilton's hamilton's a great city to cycle in it's mm. it's not big and it's not particularly hilly um i mean there's a few gnarly hills but if you're having to ride up Grantham Street every day to get to work, you might want to decide a different route. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, it's easy to get across town in a really short space of time. Um, it, it can take, um, you know, 10-15 minutes for me to get to work. Maybe a little bit longer if I take the long way, but that's because I've got time and I'm going to take the scenic way. But even, even the cycle trail, even the rail trail is not perfect by any means. There's, there's, there's points where it's like you have to get on it and you're like, this <laughs> this is ridiculous. You're still having to battle traffic. And then once you're on it, you're having to battle pedestrians and other cyclists. I mean, nothing's perfect, but um, like I was sort of saying to someone the other day, it's like, if you build a road, it's not that much more effort, if anything, it's no effort to just make sure there's a cycle lane. But there's so many roads in Hamilton, even in the CBD, that there is no cycle lane at all. And of course, some drivers would not even acknowledge the cycle lane as something which is used. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think Anzac Parade Bridge is probably the worst. Mm. Um, coming, you know, down off Victoria Street into that cycle lane. Um, I think those those plastic sticks that they've put up have kind of helped. This, it, cars don't tend to stray into the cycle lane, but turning onto Memorial Drive, um, they don't look, they don't realise there's a cycle lane, there's potentially a cyclist. So when they decide to turn, they're turning in front of a cyclist. But they also don't care because mm. they have, they feel they have the right of way. That's mm. it's bizarre. Mm. What was it? My, that, that day where I had the 10 near misses, um, and I was actually ironically on my way to my osteopath um, for a non cycling related injury because I'm a runner and <laughs> us runners are always injured. And I was biking past Kmart and I was ahead of the car. I, I was in the cycle lane, I was ahead. And they've actually improved the cycling infrastructure along there, it's quite good. But I had a car actually speed up to pass me, to pull in front of me to go into Kmart, and they were laughing. 
it was yeah. like why you've actually gotten you've almost gotten nowhere what was the point of that um if you just stop to indicate a turn once I've gone past, it's, it's mere seconds. It's, it's split seconds that they've just decided to actually be a jerk. It's like they, they, they seriously do not care. People are almost gamifying it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like big game hunting. It's like, I'm the elephant. <laughs> the people in the cars are the ones with the guns. It's like, and, and I'm fair sport. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And, and the, the sad thing is I'm a parent. I've got kids and um, my youngest cycles, but I still am apprehensive about him cycling on his own, especially going from our house to Hammy's primary school and knowing that he's got, if he, unless he takes the, goes along the river trail, navigating that Grey Street um, Anzac Parade intersection is it's nerve-wracking for an adult, let alone a 10-year-old. Absolutely. So we've got the um, the rally for safer cycling mm -hmm. happening in Garden Place uh, this Saturday. Yep. Saturday the 14th. <laughs> I know, this year's flying. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got that happening. And what do you think that's going to entail? And how much of a... Um, how much of a battle is it going to be to achieve progress for people respecting I think it's I think it's gonna be a huge battle it's ironically I think it's an uphill battle and we've got a massive rock in front of us because the the it's ingrained in so many people their right to drive their right to own a vehicle their right to drive however they want on the road wherever they want at whatever speed they want and and if you're not in a car or a truck or a van uh, there's this theory that you shouldn't be on the road um, and that you should, or you should, you know, if, if you want, if you want a good cycling infrastructure, you should be paying for it. And it's sort of like, but we do pay. <laughs> there's there's this, this idea that, you know, we should all be forking out more than what we're paying in taxes and rates and stuff to achieve this when it should just be part of what is already being built. Um, the, the argument, the constant argument of um, we need more parking spaces does my head in. It's, it's like as soon as someone mentions something, you've got the, won't anyone think of the parking spot brigade? Or, won't, you know, won't, won't anyone think about where my rates is being paid brigade? It's like, oh my God. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's enough to make you want to quit because you feel like you're just going to be battling this constantly. But, um, I think people, I think the rally will annoy the hell out of people, um, but again, it would be awesome if it actually got them thinking. Um, if we had a really, really awesome, amazing turnout, like a huge variety of people, then some people may actually sort of go, oh hey, actually, there's a whole family cycling, like they're choosing to cycle for whatever reasons. But, um, you know, and, and it's terrible to think, it's like, imagine if that kid got hit by a car. Um, do we have to actually start doing campaigns like that, where we actually tug on people's heartstrings? And we don't want to, but that might actually have to be it. And there's going to be some strong imagery at the rally um, of the potential results of 
uh, a responsible driver? Possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, there was, there is also a ghost bike movement, which is a global thing, which again is one of those things where, um, you know, when you, when you see a, a, an area where there was a massive fatality on the road and you see the white crosses, um, and you know, and you sort of drive past, you go, oh, someone died, or, or look, quite a few people died there. This is an awful, awful spot. The same goes for ghost bikes, where it's, you know, painted bikes, um, put around, usually in locations where there have been um, a fatality, but it also is, it's again, it's like the crosses, it sort of makes you aware, it's like, oh, oh, someone, someone died there, it's like, this is quite poignant. I, th I think the thing, the main thing with the rally is just, it's, it's, it's getting people thinking and going, hey, this is, this is actually a concern. Um, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna change the minds of the dinosaurs. Again, you know, the people who are hell bent on, on filling their, their SUVs with as much petrol as possible and driving around, regardless of whether it's practical or sensible. Um, but yeah, I guess the thing is, more people, especially with COVID, um, with all the lockdowns, more people got out on their bikes, more people um, got out and about, and realised it's actually not a bad thing and it's quite good for you. <laughs> It's not that hard. I remember walking around my going for a walk around my neighbourhood during level four, and I'm like, who the heck are these people? And realising it's my neighbours. I'm like, I've never seen you. It's like, what are you doing in my neighbourhood? And it's like, I have a right to be here. I live here. So, like, oh, 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 hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite. What I've been enjoying lately is some camaraderie about among other cyclists. I guess a lot of us who are a little bit more vocal are getting a little bit more recognised. And so I had someone yelling at cars the other day, I thought she was yelling at me, and then it turns out, no, she was yelling at the cars who were coming into the cycle lane, and then we had this this brief interaction, you know, as she passed me on her e-bike, so I'm like, no, you, you know, you're clearly going much faster, so you can pass me, and then she yells at some more cars, and then we get to the lights, and we're having, a, you know, the lights are red, we're having a little chat, I'm like, oh, hey, thanks, you know, glad I'm not the only person who yells at people, she's like, no, 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 it's just, and then we sort of was like, hey, we have a good Easter weekend, yeah, you get home alive, you get home safely, and it was just like, you don't have that when you're in a car. You're not chatting. I mean, I've, I've harassed e-bike riders on my single speed when, when I've been at the lights and I look at them and I go, go, I'm going to race you. And then you just see them laugh and smile. And it's like, you don't get that in a car. <laughs> there's there's a, a huge social interaction I think people aren't aware of when it comes to cycling. You can have a chat to someone at the lights or you can, you know, stop and go, oh my God, your bike's amazing. Like, and then people, they start talking about their bike and go, oh yeah, this is this is a blah, 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 spiel off the history. And you just don't get that with cars unless it's a big car meet, classic car meet. And then people obviously wanted to talk about their cars, but you know, we're talking about, I'm out and about on my bike and interacting with other cyclists and it's just normal and, and it's cool yeah increased connectivity yeah. between humans it's, it's like you know if, um if you're walking around you see someone in an amazing suit and you go oh, oh shit dude nice suit and then you see them and you see their their physicality change yeah they sort of go from being sort of just they, they they stand up a bit straight and they sort of go oh oh thank you yeah. like it's like and, and, and they realize it's genuine because you're like 
it's a freaking nice suit. Yes. I want that suit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how good that suit is, and they're just like, and you know they'll be thinking about it for the rest of the day, going, that strange woman said I had a nice suit, but it was it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess just quickly we'll, we'll um, talk about um, Glowride as well, which yeah. you're involved in the, in the family. Yeah, we did one last year. Um, again, it was just sort of seeing other people doing stuff, similar stuff around New Zealand, going, hey, this is a great idea, why don't we do one? And I guess that's one of the motivations between what Mark and I have been doing is that we don't want to wait for other people to do it. So we're just going, oh, we're just going to go do it. And without the, the need for there to be a specific event, like we're not waiting for the Gardens Festival, Fringe or anything like that to, to organise an event, we're just going to go, let's just go do it. It's a, it's a standalone event, um, we're going to, we're collabing with some other people so that there is something, like with um, the last Glow Ride which was part of Innovating Streets, so we organised the Glow Ride and it ended at Ross Trevor and there was a big a glow rave, a party with stuff, so we'll have something similar. So September 3rd is the next glow ride. I just sort of plucked that idea out of my brain looking at, it's like, what's a date where there's nothing else freaking happening? <laughs> and so, yeah, so we'll do it on September 3rd. It'll be a family, like a, a family friendly thing. Um, and yeah, um, I'll, so I've got enough time to, to, to lead up to it, promote it. Think, think about what route we're going to take um, and then it'll end, so it'll start somewhere, it'll be a nice ride, it'll end somewhere within the CBD and there'll be a thing happening at the end. Yeah. Um, and I'm in discussions, I, I've suggested to a couple of other events that we could organise tweed rides. So. There may be another Tweed ride at the end of the year and there may be one at the start of next year. It's just, um, again, it's good, we're, you know, we're, we're independently organising it, but it's nice to end it at something specific. Go, okay, we'll start here and then we'll finish at this thing. So it also helps get people to an event or to, a, to something that's happening. So hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll take up my suggestions because I'm just like, I'm going to organise a bike ride for free. This is cool. Like, you want it? Well, it was it was huge last time, wasn't it? Compared to what was expected, oh. the turnout was amazing. Oh, especially as always, you're sort of sitting there. It's like when you it's like when you have a party and and your friends don't start turning up, and you're like, oh my god, I have no friends, no one's going to come. And then all of a sudden, everyone comes, and you're like, oh, oh holy heck! And then um, Officer Dan, who was lovely, so we had the police turn up, and it was sort of like, what do you want? <laughs> And they'd, they'd heard about it, because it never occurred to me to, to contact them about traffic management. Now I know. Um, and he was really good about it. He was just like, no, you can't ride on the footpath. I'm like, please. He's like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then so they basically, we had a police escort, which the kids loved, going over um, the Anzac Parade Bridge and, you know, the cops got his lights and siren going and the kids are like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and then navigating through town. So it was a bit, it was the first time we'd done one like that. And so it was a good learning curve. But the response, the turnout was great. People blinged up their bikes, the kids had a blast. They were riding 
in a situation that they've never ridden before and it was really cool and I was like this should be a normal thing like people people march up and down Victoria Street all the time why can't we bike up and down Victoria Street it's yeah it's our main drag but it's probably actually one of the least safe places to cycle that's insane you know the the choice to ride a cycle should not be any less important than someone's choice to drive a car Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikatoa. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.